This is the Horse Radio Network. This is Lesson 19 at Equine Clicker 101 podcast on the Horse Radio Network. A to B's, a useful and fun exercise for your horse. Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. They are Jeffers Pet and Cavalier Feed. This is Shauna Karish again. In this episode, or this lesson, actually, we are going to talk about teaching your horse to do A to Bs. And that means, that may sound very foreign to you, but that means going from point A to point B. Now, this is something that has really more uses than you know. Ideally, I like to do this with two people. Um, and, and I'll explain a little bit more about that later, but teaching them to go from point A to point B, it is something we can use for exercise. It's a great way to teach the horse to have confidence and learning to go away from you and splitting their focus a little bit. And so it helps focus quite a bit. It's also the foundation for free jumping. And we'll talk about free jumping in the next episode, but getting this exercise down first is the beginning of that. And free jumping is a lot of fun for horses, whether you're a jumper or not. So it is, it just, the horses seem to enjoy it. And some horses will canter and run A to Bs. We'll make them all the way across an arena. And that is a great fun way to do it. And for some horses, we're going to do it closer. You can do it for things like teaching your horse to go into the trailer. Instead of going to the trailer, they're just going to that other person, which happens to be at the base of the trailer and then on the ramp of the trailer and then in the trailer, you know? So it's, there's a lot of different exercises you can use to help build confidence with the A to Bs. So we're going to learn more about that. But one of the things that people ask me quite often is where do I find clickers? Where do I find targets, side buckets, you know, different things you might need for being part of the, or even sometimes videos and books, things that you might find want to have in order to learn and do more about positive reinforcement. Well, you can go to my website, which is www.on-target-training.com. So it's on target training with the two hyphens between the the words. And for all your other needs, you really should go to Jeffers Equine and Pet. They have all sorts of things for your horses, including Cavalor treats. So Cavalor, they have great treats that are low sugar and high value. So that sounds a little jumbo, but they have great treats. And the bottom line, Cavalor has great treats. And you can find those at Jeffers Pet, but you can find all sorts of things at Jeffers Equine and Pet. So let's learn more about them. Jeffers Equine provides quality horse supplies at affordable prices. Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers combines the best of both worlds. As a family-owned tack and supply company, you get the kind of customer service only a small business can offer. Yet, with Jeffers' combined buying power of pet, livestock, and equine e-commerce sites, you get a wide variety of products at reasonable prices. So when you need tack or supplies for your horse life, from draft to mini or casual trail to competitive sport, www.jeffersequine.com has you covered. Well, welcome to class. 
Alrighty, as I said, we're going to learn about teaching your horse A to Bs. And I'm going to tell you something. This is one of the most confusing things for people and horses to learn. It's just a new concept, and it can be a little bit muddled in the beginning. So be patient. What we're going to strive for is to bring clarity into the lesson when we're working with our horses. So think about it. Right now, your horse probably just thinks, I'm with this person. I Maybe you've already taught them to go to a stationary target from our, I think it might be our third lesson. And if you have, that part will be, or maybe it's a fourth lesson, but that part will help you quite a bit. It won't be quite as hard, but it's still your horse going to an inanimate object versus going to a second person. So for this exercise, ideally you can get a second person to help you out. So it can be you know, I've done it with people who don't know very much at all, but having a horse person definitely helps, but it, it'll be fun regardless. So what you're going to do is we're going to work on just like I said, going from one person to the next. This concept of leaving the person that they're used to being with can be quite challenging at first. So this actually has another dimension to it that I think is really valuable and it is adding diversity by saying you're with me now I'm relinquishing control to that other person now you need to go and be and focus with that other person so it tends to heighten their focus and their awareness you know they get they have to be very cognitive and figuring out what who they're with and when to go and when to stay so you can imagine that there's a little bit of confusion so we need to be as clear as we can so when we start this exercise while we, you can get where you're at the other ends of the arena where, you know, they're 300 feet apart, but in the beginning, we're going to start with them right next to each other. So we're going to talk through the steps here because I want you to really get a good idea of, of, uh, how to do it and kind of imagine this watching always helps. And there are YouTube videos that I have out there that you can take a look at that may give you a better idea. But I don't know that I've broken down the little teeny tiny steps like I do in person. So maybe that's something I need to work on at some point. But for now, what we want to do is remember, and remember, we're going to use this in the beginning just to go from point A to point B, which is going to be feet apart. But eventually it can be great for exercises. There's lots of horses that were run from one end to the other, and they will buck and play and, and do everything in between, and they get there, and they settle back down. Remember in lesson two, we talked about the liberty leading, and what comes with that is really that impulse control or self-regulation, where the horse learns to go up, and the horse learns to come back down. Well, this is going to be really important as this exercise gets bigger. It's not bigger yet, but when we get to free jumping or running you know, across the arena, we need the horse who comes in with a lot of energy to settle back down. So it's a good time to go back and look at that liberty leading exercise and, and practice that settling down, that settling and calming is quite reinforcing. So your horse has really continued to develop that self-regulation. And if you haven't done that, it's a really good thing to do anyway. And sometimes, frankly, it's always a good reminder to go back and look at some of the early exercises and check, you know, where, how are we with this? Are, you know, how are we still good with this? Because sometimes we work on it and then we let it go. But some of those fundamental exercises will keep coming back into play. So that's something to keep in mind. So this can be a great um, exercise. The A to Bs can be a great exercise for exercise. <laughs> it can be a great exercise for focus and control. It can be a great exercise for doing things like trailer loading or entering kind of areas that may be a little questionable, like, you know, going into a wash stall or a, 
or cross ties. And then it is the foundation of the free jumping. So it is great for all of those different reasons and more. I can't even think of them all. But we're going to start with, like I said, going with just the two people and sending from one person to the other. Here's a couple little hints that will help. One, try to have two people with the same targets. So whatever horse or whatever target you've worked with with your horse, try to get two of those targets. If you've gotten one target you've worked with, you can make a different kind of targets, but have two of the same targets. So you have an equalness on either side. If you have one target that they've used all along and they love and know that target, that one, even though it's the same concept, it's going to have a stronger draw because it is already familiar to them. That thing has been classically conditioned. So if you don't have two of your original target, get two different targets that you can both hold and have matching targets and remind mm-hmm. them of targeting with those with those targets. Okay, so that's one. The other thing that is important to do, be sure that you have the same food in your side buckets or your bum bags because if somebody has the best food in the world and somebody has meh food what do you think they're going to go to the one with the you know the exciting good food so so try to pick out and have the same food in both of your buckets so you're you're feeding the same thing we're trying to create a balance on either side of it so that is where we are going to start is be sure that you guys are together and doing that and then we're going to go in and when you're working together there think of it like a relay race and you're passing the baton So when I first go in and I have the horse and I really want him to go to the other person, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk, walk, walk point. But now the reason I'm walking is I'm making sure that the horse's feet are moving with me. So now he is in a walk. And as I point, the other person will be a foot away, can present, well, can present the target like a foot away and then can draw the horse off to be with them. So if we keep it very flowy like that and not a stop, but in the beginning, have it like you're passing a relay baton, it really tends to help the horse just kind of keep walking as opposed to getting hung up with the person. Another tip that I'm going to tell you, and this seems to be the hardest one, even people that are working with me, that it is really a hard habit to get sorted out, is I find the best way when I do point, so I'm walking, walking, okay, off we go, I make sure my body is open to the horse. So I don't point with the arm that's closest to the horse because that kind of closes me off and turns my back. And some horses, what they then want to do is come to the front and see your face because they they think, well, I don't know, you went somewhere else, I better come with you. And it kind of turns into more of a leading sort of exercise. But if you have that nice open point, your body is facing them, your face is facing them, you give them the point, I have a tendency to drop my hand back down to my side, and I lower my eyes so that I've kind of broken contact and I become dull. <laughs> I mean, I'm like a wilted flower. You know, there's nothing, nothing going on here. I'm not very fun. But what's important then, once I point that horse to the, to be my other person, then I'm going to have that person now lights up and becomes more active and fun and engaging than I am. So once I point, uh, that's it. I'm done. I don't give a second point. Because if I do, I may unintentionally be reinforcing them. Just giving a cue can be actually could be considered a secondary reinforcer. So I don't give another cue. I just put my hands down to my side. I keep an eye on their feet, you know, but my head is bowed. And then 
the other person, whatever they need to do to come up and help the horse to go with them. That is that is their role and their job. So once they're pointed, they are no longer with the person who pointed. They are now with the person who receives them. So that gets tempting when the horse gets confused in the beginning. This effectively becomes a cue when we stand with our hands on our side and our head down. It effectively becomes a cue that says, you are no longer with me you're with them. So it's something they have to figure out a little bit, but it becomes a, a way that is very useful in a lot of other things. And in we have talked in other exercises about using a three or well, maybe we haven't using just a pause. If something goes incorrect, a lot of times I just stop. I make eye contact and give them a pause and say, I see what you did there, but I'm not feeding that. And then I carry on. And so this is kind of a variation of that in a way. If they've kind of figured out the no movement means do I, I got something else to do or think again, this is kind of just a, a variation of that. So they'll start to learn that once the person's still, that person is no longer my person and they will start to look around for their person. But in the beginning, clearly this can be a confusing stage. So then the other person lives up, livens up, they can bring the target right on up and in, even if you need to come right up into their face to help them back away from the person. And where you want to bridge in this, you as the sender are not the person who clicks right here. It is the person who is the receiver. So the person as the receiver, what your job is, is when you feel like there's commitment. Sometimes it starts with eye contact and I'll feed them right there, depending on how latched on they feel. But then I try to draw them away. So if I can take a step backwards and then reinforce them again and a step backwards and reinforce them again until they get the idea that they are with this second person. So it is it is a lot of this can look very different for different horses. But our job is to try to make it as clear as we can. And I'm going to tell you a really good thing to do with this is before the two of you go do it, if you can get a third person that can be your horse so that the per or even just practice like you have a horse. So in the point and then kind of talk it out, but trying to figure out how to get the mechanics of this down. The other thing I need to point out, because this also happens sometimes, is don't point with the target. <laughs> so people hold the target out. Well, what's a horse going to do? He's going to go hold on that target. So if it's in that leading hand that you want to point with, the one that's going to give you the open body, just put it in your other hand and then give them a point with, with no target. That seems very obvious, but I'm going to tell you, when they're, you're in the midst of it, it is not as obvious as it. It feels way more clumsy than it may look when you watch somebody else do it. But it is a lot of fun and we just want to, as best we can, minimize the confusion. So it is a little confusing. So we need to be as clear as possible because remember, confusion can lead to frustration and we're shooting for minimal frustration. There's, there is some inherent stress in learning because they're trying to figure out what the answer is. We're trying to figure out how to get them to know the answer. There is a little bit of, you know, stress in that just naturally, but we want to minimize it in every way we can. So do not hesitate to have that other person come right in, make it really clear and get them to walk away. And then remember in the very beginning, it may just be eye contact and then it may be a footfall, but whenever I feel like they're committed and going, what is the, so as in the beginning, it is that we're going to be looking for the part we want to click. Remember, we always want to click what we want to see more of. So what we're going to be looking for is them to let go of the A person and commit 
to going to the B person who is right there. It's not even very, it's not far apart. It's, you know, two feet maybe, but it is them relinquishing that focus on that first person and shifting the focus to the second person. Well, pretty quick, what this is going to turn into is what we're going to want is walking. So and pretty soon we're going to, when we give a point, the other person can be a few feet away and now they get the idea I'm going to the next person. So then the next part that we do when I want to take them back to the other person, a lot of times what I try to do is set it up where I go, we, I use the target to guide them around in a big giant circle. And so that I use a target to reach out because a lot of times if we just use our hand, they have a tendency to kind of cut us off and want to meet us back on the other side. So I kind of walk them in a half circle to get them to turn around and be facing the B, the A person or the other person that they're going to. So I do that. I ask them to stop. I reinforce them for that because the next part that's going to happen. So getting that little circle worked out is quite good and it's a separate exercise in a way, but what is good about it is it takes the focus off of just going back and forth and says, okay, you're with me and we're going to work through something a moment here and then we're going to wait. So you can reinforce them at increments on that circle at first to help them know that they're on the right track. So when they start to follow that target around, even though it's just coming from my side, I'll click early on that circle to let them know, yep, you're on the right track. And then I ask them to walk, you know, a couple steps further. Click. Yes, you're on the right track. So I'm going to click and feed those to help give them confidence and let them know that they're that they're doing well and that that rate of reinforcement is still high, even in this kind of challenging learning time. So then as we get where we're facing the other person, I then want to wait there for a beat or two and be able to reinforce them. So they learn to wait for the scent. I guarantee you at some point in this exercise, it, it can happen at different points, but they will start to anticipate. They'll go, I know what we're doing, and they're going to walk off to the other person. So that is going to happen sometimes. So what you want to do, if you break again, break that circle into that half circle into smaller pieces, a lot of times you can stop them and have their focus even though they're facing the next target, you know, going to the next person. So that has its own little challenges there. And then you repeat the process and point them to the other person. Now, there's one other thing that is going to happen now and then is once in a while, just I may take it just once, maybe twice in the beginning. If it's a horse who feels very uncertain of themselves and they get the idea or they're getting stuck and not figuring out how to go to the next person once, maybe twice, I will even take them once they figured it out, even if they anticipate, but you got to be really careful because then you'll have a really hard time stopping them. So I know if I choose to take their anticipation and going on their own, I may be setting myself for a habit I have to break, but the the other side of that coin is I, I kind of like their enthusiasm and they're thinking through it. And I want to be encouraging more than anything. We can sort out those issues. But but so keep in mind of those different pieces, because it is all different pieces that will present their own little bit of a challenge as you get them going. 
um, where they get it. They go around that half circle and they wait and you can reinforce them. You can ask them to lift up the leg or something and they're good. They're like, I'm with you. I'm focused on you. And you can reinforce them there. Then when you're ready, again, step, step, end point with the open, open body to them. And so that they then get the idea, I stay here until I get that cue. And then it, it is just the same. Once you send, regardless, you are now, you are now nothing. And, and being safe, clearly, you know, if something wasn't safe, then you got to be safe. But pretty much if, if the other person is right there to receive and help give them clarity, it will be safe. But that's kind of a safety is always most important. Anyway, so that's our, our little exercise. And it is it is a it, it's a more complicated one. There's a reason why we're doing it at lesson 19, because it's not the simplest exercise out there. But I guarantee you it is a lot of fun. And what is cool about this is it gives a horse a lot of freedom. So in between the A and the B, they're having to think and go and do. It really is them getting the idea and doing things. And pretty soon some of them will start trotting. Some will only walk. Some will be you know, very bright, some will be slower, but it gives them freedom, it gives them choice, and it is all up to them. And that's very powerful in the, the world of reinforcement choices is way up there. So letting them have that choice and the control over the session in a way. So it is really fun. All right. So for this exercise, remember, we want to have two pretty much similar targets, really close target, identical if you can, but but really close targets and one not being their favorite and one being something else. You want to have just have two new targets if you need to. Targeting is a concept. So you both have similar targets. You both also want to have similar feed in your feed holder, whether it's a side bucket or a bum bag. So you want to have similar feed because as a reminder, the one who has the better food is going to have a horse who's staying with them more. <laughs> so you want to uh, balance that part out. You want to both have clickers. Clearly, you want to be able to both communicate. And if, you're, if your second person hasn't done clicker training with your horse, you may also want to have them go through a little exercise of turning the head away, touching the target, just so the person is a little more comfortable with the horse and the target and the clicker. And if you have a horse, sometimes, some horses don't like new people. They just, they're suspicious of them. They think they might as well be a vet or something. So you can do that for your horse too. So when you have all the same pieces and you have a little bit of room and, and you're ready, you have the same target, you have the same, um, you have the same food, you both have clickers. And you've practiced a bit. I think that would be quite good. Then we are ready to begin. to the lab, also known as the barn. All righty. Well, today I have Meredith with me and we have a horse named Ernie. And Ernie does not know this. He's actually very new to the training. So it's a, a good one. But of course, he does have the foundation. He knows a clicker. He knows the target. He's had some stationary target work. So he's done some liberty leading. So he has some pieces in place. So we, we have that foundation is solid. But this between two people is going to be a new concept. Like I said, this is can be the most confusing part for people and horses. So be kind with yourself. Make it short and quick if you need to. 
So don't we don't want greedy trainer syndrome in our in our session today. We want to keep it short enough that we have success and then we have things to build on. So and if at any point in time your horse gets a little you feel like you've lost your way or your horse has really lost your way, find a good stopping place, come out for a second, regroup, practice, talk it out, think it in your head, and then go back in and and continue on. So remember, as much as they, we also sometimes need a break to get our little head sorted out. All righty. So I'm going to be the A person. So I'm going to start out and I'm going to go in with Ernie, first of all, and have him target. Then that's there you go. Hey, Ernie. Hello. Okay. So we are in that we have a little lunging arena, so it's not giant, but it's big enough that, well, it's like, it's big enough to lunge in, so it's big enough. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and that can be a good thing for a horse getting too much energy. It's not so big that they can go crazy. It can, it just is enough that he can walk and I can turn him around. Okay. So I'm in with Ernie. I'm, I, as I start most sessions, I'm, I'm asking for him to turn his head away. Good. And I'm clicking and reinforcing for that. And I walk a couple more steps and click and reinforce for that. So I'm kind of letting him know this is our exercise. And I want to reinforce that default behavior. So when in doubt, he can go there and know that we can have a nice reset. And it's something that we have done and really tried to build the relaxation into. So when he thinks of it, he thinks, oh, yeah, just turn my head away. And he settles quite a bit. So, again, it's a good way to have a reset button. All right. I am going to – I'm going to use a target and start. So, Meredith is like five feet away from me right now. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk Ernie forward. I'm using the target. And once we kind of clear Meredith there, I'm reaching the target out. It is in my right hand. And I'm reaching it out. And I'm walking him around in the circle and click and I reinforce him for that because he's following the target really nicely and staying with the target. Because I want to t focus on the target right now because as he goes to the next place, I want him to see that target and go, oh, target. So I'm kind of getting his head think target. And so I'm breaking that half circle down and getting him lined up so we're ready and looking at Meredith. And we're over here. Okay, perfect. Now, he's not anticipating yet because he has no clue <laughs> what the heck we're about to do. All right. Meredith, you ready? Okay, he's still chewing, so I'm going to wait for a second. Because if he's not paying attention, I'm not going to set him up for success. So I'm going to let him finish chewing. I like with all horses for them to be able to chew walk and chew <laughs> or you know chew gum and walk at the same time but sometimes in the beginning it can be a little hard for them and they'll have to it's an exercise they kind of have to learn themselves okay you ready ernie let's go okay so we're walking i gave him a point okay i gave him a point with my left hand because he was on my right side so i that opened up my body and i sent him and i put my head down There you go. Okay, good. So it took a little bit. He kind of turned as I stopped. He turned to face me, kind of wondering what I was doing. So Meredith came right in and up and presented the target for him. And so that was really, so right next to me, essentially. So you said, the target is in your face. Come follow the target. And as soon as he looked towards her, she clicked and reinforced him. And that's really good because that's what we need to do. And so then 
she could, he then went, oh, hello, other person. And so then it was easier for her to have his focus and they walked away. So that was great. So now they're over there and she's having him target. Now, as just as a reminder, I walked, walked, he was on my right side. As I went to turn him, I kind of faced him and reached forward, kept taking the steps, kind of two side steps and pointed with my left hand. So that gave him a nice open body. Then I dropped my hand and my head down and said, "You're. I'm now dull as a box of rocks <laughs> and go see Meredith. And then Meredith was more exciting and bigger. And she was the one that got his attention. So now I see she's asking him to come around in that circle. Now, I also am going to tell you, we have a bit of an advantage. This isn't our first time doing this. So, so be gentle with yourself if it feels really awkward and clumsy. Okay, so as we walked around, okay, she's got him lined up here. The um, She's walking around, coming towards me. And what we're going to do is... Perfect. So she, now he's lined up. He's waiting with her. So she's reinforcing him for that because that's good. And then we can anticipate that down the line, this is going to get um, this is going to get more anticipatory. So we can help prevent it a little bit by building a stronger reinforcement history with the waiting. Okay. So, all right, Meredith looks. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm ready. Okay. So Meredith is walking towards me, and she said, "Go to Ernie, right here." Good boy. Okay, now that was really good. I held it like six inches from him that time and I was ready to go in closer to the target, to his nose. <laughs> Let me make that part clear. So I was ready to go in. Good boy. Keep going. That's good. Okay, so now I'm just feeding him. And what I did is I brought the target like six inches from his nose. I was ready to go closer if I needed to. But as I was coming in, I could see his focus then look at me and say, oh, hello. And, and that, oh, hello, was exactly what I wanted. I wanted him to emotionally or mentally let go of Meredith and then look towards me. Towards me. So when he went, oh, hi there, Shauna, I got a chance to reinforce him. Now, I'm going to tell you, I also have a little bit of an advantage because I brought him in. So he is a little bit more focused on me because we started the session. That first going to Meredith can see, be the hardest at first. I also, one other thing I realize I did that I haven't talked about, we put, Ernie is one of those horses that tends to like to go towards the gate more than away from the gate. You know, like a lot of horses don't like to go deep into the ring. They're more comfortable being kind of closer to the other horses or closer to the gate. So I put Meredith at the closer to the gate, which is closer to the other horses, which might be a little bit more drawing for him. You know, that's more appealing. When I'm at the more challenging end, um, and, and I'm not far away, I mean, and sounds very extreme, but I'm at, I'm going away from the, the comfort of the other horses. So I set that up because I know that I have a strong reinforcement history with him so I can get further. You know, I think that he'll, I, I have a little bit more draw and I, so I'm trying to balance that, that equation. Okay. He's doing great here. So I'm going to ask him again. I have my right hand reached out and walking around so we're kind of facing together click i'm reinforcing him for that so he's following the target quite nicely and staying focused on the circle sometimes this gets a little jumbled but right now i think he's a little starstruck by all of the new stuff that he is really trying he's paying uber attention 
Okay, so I'm going to walk a couple more steps. That's good. Click good. That's good. Good boy, Ernie. So I'm feeding him again. And then we're going to come around and we're facing Meredith now. So I drop my arms back down to my side. And I have my target is still in my right hand because that is the hand that is I want that one free. I mean, I want that one holding it because the left hand is going to be the pointy hand. Okay, so he's done chewing and we're going to walk. And ready, go. Okay, good. There we go. So that one, he got a little bit hung up on me and he stayed and he was sniffing me and he wasn't sure whether to go or not. And I could see him look at Meredith, but look back at me. And then he looked back at Meredith and he went with Meredith. Her th That time her target was probably about a foot away from his nose and he went to that direction. To be honest with you, I think it was uh, her movement probably was more of a draw than even the target at that point. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. The target's really to create behavior. And if it creates the walking and shifting, that's good enough. Okay, so she has him over there for a minute. And she's kind of working through it. She's reaching out. And she's going the other direction. So doing a circle in the other direction, which is fine. So she has the target now in her left hand and bringing him around. Okay, good. Now she put it back to her side. She put the, she's feeding him. Okay. And here she goes. And he's pointed. Ernie. Ernie. So I'm going, okay, getting closer. Good boy. And I clicked him there because, again, I'm looking for him to shift that focus. So this doesn't feel fluid and smooth yet. As much as I want this to be passing like a baton, the baton's a little stuck. <laughs> Somebody has gum in their hands. So it's just a little hard for him right yet. He's not quite getting that. It's not super flowy yet. But that's okay. He's a very cautious kind of horse in a, in a focused way. You know, he wants to figure out what the right answer is. So he's just kind of double-checking, it seems like. Okay. So we're making our big circle. And this time, because he's been really good with the circle part, I'm asking him to walk all the way around and make that whole half circle. Good boy. Excellent. So he followed it and he stayed out on that circle the whole way. And as a reminder, so I'm feeding him now because that was great. Um, because, see, I upped the criteria already. Remember I said the game is really important and we should be kind of looking to up the criteria in little teeny tiny bits. It can't be so stagnant that it becomes boring and predictable and they don't have to pay attention. But it can't go too fast that it's not worth their while or it's too confusing or it's frustrating. So it is this is a dance. This is where the art meets the science. You know, you got to figure out how much do I do to keep it flowing and, and tiny is a bit challenging, so they keep learning to play the game. But the more training they've done, the more they like and know that there is a game afoot. And so it makes it easier. But so he did that part great. So I reinforced him again. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start walking again. He's walking with me. And as well, I got to send him. Hang on. Good boy. Okay, go. That was beautiful. Okay, that one. He, as soon as I pointed, he looked for Meredith. So that was great. So that's, so now we're kind of, he's getting the idea a bit. So this is really, really good. He's kind of let go of that hanging on to each of us 
And now it looked like he goes, yep, I see that point. And she's going to, he anticipated that she's going to come to life and she's going to be the one to go to. So that was perfect. If you start your walking, this is what I started to say and realize I got to focus. <laughs> the, um, as, as you start the walking, if the horse isn't walking with you, don't give him a point because at that point he isn't going to continue walking. He wasn't walking when you walked. So he's not going to continue walking. The walking is tends to be very solid because we've done so much with the liberty leading back from lesson two. And that liberty leading is really important. So when we walk, they walk, you know, they get that typically. But once in a while, when, when we shift the context and we, we mix things up a bit, we can lose criteria on some behavior. And so some of those, there's times when I feel like it, I can get a little bit stuck and the horse is not really fluid with me and that my goal is to get better with it. But if they're just stuck and not going anywhere, me giving a point is not necessarily going to help. So I'll kind of continue walking a little bit. And the other person being Meredith in this case can adjust and back up out of that picture a little. So that was great. Looks like Meredith is ready to send him back to me. And yep, she's got him there. And here we go. Ernie. <laughs> That's right. Good boy. And that was really smooth. Okay, so I'm reinforcing him a lot for that. So what he did is he, and when I say Ernie, I, I can say target too if I want to, but I'm presenting the target, you know, so I'm not standing with the target out. Here you go. Here's another handful. Good boy. So I'm not having the um, target out the entire time. I kind of wait until he's pointed. Then I present the target kind of like, target and I hold it out and I then kind of come to life. So it, again, it gives more activity. If I was holding the target out the entire time, it can be a little less clear. So we, that kind of is one of the little tips that can help you out a bit. So that is fantastic. Okay. Now he's with me. He's still eating. I did kind of a lot on that one. Okay, Ernie, let's bring around. This is great. Now we're facing Meredith. Okay, perfect. And I'm going to reinforce him well for that too because he's still with me, but we're facing. Because now I know he's starting to get the idea of going, but he was still checking in with me, which is really good. Okay, wait. <laughs> but he just left. Okay, Ernie, come here. <laughs> Ernie, come here. That's a boy. Come back over here. Good job. Okay. So he's back with me. I'm going to reinforce him a bit for that. And now I'm going to ask him to go around that circle again. And then we're going to wait. Yep. Reinforce him. Okay, good. And ready, go. Okay, so there he goes over to Meredith. All right. And that one, so there you could see we're lined up. He saw her. He thought, I know what to do with that. And he went on his way without me when I was really kind of giving him accolades for being so patient and good. But I mean, he's not being bad. That's just, it's part of the learning process. So what Meredith did in response there, she just put her, in, you know, so she's kind of watching. She just put her head down, her arms down and said, I am nothing. There's nothing going on here, nothing to see here. So meantime, me knowing I didn't send him yet, that means he's still with me. So I had to go over there and, and help him to get it sorted out. And he came quite brightly back, which is really good. So he, you know, he's like, oh, okay, I'm with you then, which is really good. But we need him to wait for the point. And so 
what Meredith, if he's good, ask him to line up towards me. And then if he waits, just feed him and we'll give him a jackpot and end it there. Okay, good. All right. So she's going to ask him to make that half circle again, reaching out with the target and bringing him around and then stopping. And good. And she fed him and that we're going to end it right there. So she's going to give him a jackpot over there. Remember, it's our magnitude reinforcement. It is effectively our end of session cue, and it gives him a chance to let go and get out of the seeking mode and get more into grazing mode. So we're going to leave the arena for a minute and let him finish up his jackpot, and then we'll wrap that up. Now, so I'm we're leaving right now, so he's eating that. And one of the things to keep in mind is when you bring that big circle around, what you want to do is be sure that you've got that... Uh, that they're keeping, I, like I'll walk in that circle a little bit till eventually it can just be the target. But in the very beginning, I want them off of my body and not cutting in or leaning in. So that's really the point of having that target way out there so they learn to walk that circle. If you're not getting that little piece, exaggerate that piece and pay more attention to that piece. Okay, that's a little addendum I thought of. All right, so that was fantastic. So I want you to put your stuff away yeah, when you're ready, you get your horse to a good place. You get you talk to each other a little bit about it. And we are going to meet for lab time. So go ahead, put your horse away, get everything safe, put your stuff away. And when you're ready for coming in for homework, that will be wrapping up our lab time and then talking about where to go from here and what do you look for next. Okay, so take care of that and talk to you in a minute. Well, I hope that was fun for you and not too confusing, but if it is, you know what you need to work on. All right. So with the homework, we're going to, again, have some, some places for you to go with this. We keep these sessions short and sweet for a reason, and we want to then expand on this because this you want to get much better. So we're going to talk about homework. One of the things I talked about, too, a little bit earlier is we want to have the same food. And one of the things I use all the time is I use a Cavalier feed. That's, that is what we use for sessions is Cavalier feed, sometimes some carrots and the Cavalier crunchies, which are great treats in there. So the, it's a great company because it is low in sugars and I don't feel bad about feeding, you know, a fair share of it. And I know that they're getting their nutrients and part of their diet for the day. So let's learn more about Cavalier feeds because it's an exceptional company. Cavalor is a horse feed supplement and care product company that was founded in Belgium 30 years ago, and they have been producing feed for the U.S. market since 2012. Its nutrition is based in the way horses are meant to eat. Cavalor's philosophy is based around mimicking the horse's natural diet and how they would eat in the wild, while recognizing that the demands we put on them today are different than wild horses of long ago. One of the things I love about Cavalor is that their products are natural, backed by research and science, and are proven to be effective. That's why Cavalor was a feat of choice for over 100 riders in the most recent World Equestrian Games, for riders in every discipline and from countries around the world. Not only do they make feed, but they also have a complete line of supplements and care products. If you've struggled with any kind of nutritional issue with your horse, you know that all products don't really work as advertised. 
So that's why Cavalier is unique. Their products don't make it to the market until they have been proven effective in making noticeable differences in the issue a horse is facing. A lot of times we have behavioral issues with horses, but a lot of these issues actually have a nutritional root. With the positive reinforcement or clicker training, we strive to help the horses to be truly happy. To me, part of that, that philosophy, well, really a big part of that philosophy, includes making sure I'm doing everything I can to ensure their emotional as well as physical well-being. There's no denying that a good diet is a huge factor in that equation. The best part is Cavalier's team is so easy to work with. You can reach out to them through their website or Facebook page and a real life person will call you back to personally talk you through your horse's nutritional needs. Learn more about their products at www.cavalier.us or reach out to them through their Facebook page, Cavalier North America. I tell you, you'll be glad you did. Okie dokie. And as always, our homework assignments are shampoo, rinse, repeat, because we're going to, it's an exercise that you're going to keep repeating and, and, and expounding on as you go till you get better and further to, to what you want to do with it. And what you may have noticed so far is this is a fun yet, albeit confusing to start exercise, but when they get it, it is really it is really fun and you see the horse waiting and you see the horse going and you're going to be presented with both of those challenges as you go. As they get further along, your horse may have been stickier and not so easy to point off. The, or maybe your horse was not sticky. He was really loose and it was harder to keep him stuck in one place. But that's just what it is. You know, they all have their little pieces that we always need to balance out. And as you get your sticky horse pretty soon is going to get the idea of going and then your your horse is pretty soon going to get the idea of going too much. And then you have to sit, reinforce, rebalance the scale so there's more reinforcement for sticking around. But that's just part of it. You know, training is not a linear thing. It is, you know, it kind of goes up, 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 down, up, down, down, up, down. You know, it's a little all over the map, still going up, but not necessarily in the same directions. They all have their funny days. So with this, keeping in mind, so we are just very, we're very close together at this stage of the game. And we're trying to get the concept down more than really the movement. It's a concept of when I point, you go and you're now with that other person until they point and then you're with that other person. So this is really kind of all we got down today or what we started to get down today. It doesn't have to be perfect. Remember, we're not not aiming for perfection. We're aiming for progress. That's all we really want to do is just get better. And it doesn't sometimes it's just little bits. But remember also latent learning can do a lot for you. So you punctuate that with clicking and heavily reinforcing that best times and then their their brain will keep processing that information. So it'll get better as you go. So with this one, you, like I said, you may have had one more sticky or more goey. So clearly you need to keep focusing on that a little bit. Also in there, there's one point where Ernie did anticipate and go on without me. And I said, sometimes I do take that. But in this situation, I didn't feel like he needed that. You know, so so sometimes I feel like this kind of timid horse, I would like you to be so bold to think up something and go or if they're really struggling with it, but he was really pretty focused and good. So I didn't feel like I needed to necessarily take that, that one where he anticipated that is. So, so that was kind of a discretionary call. Again, that's the art where I said, you know what, for him, 
I think he's doing well enough that I don't need to kind of just say, yeah, yeah, I like that you're coming up with something and doing something because that he didn't need that then. And it's a special horse that I would do that for. It's not every horse. So that's just a little food for thought in there. Or if that confused you because I didn't take it, I actually asked him to come back to me. Um, okay. So now we've got the very basics down. The next steps you're going to do is, again, keeping in mind your horse. And if your horse is a goey horse and you want goey, then that's okay. Then, but you still want to be working on sometimes you rebalance it too. Maybe at first it is going. You're saying, yes, you're trotting to the other person. That's great. I'm going to click on that. I'm going to click on that. I'm going to click on that. And then you may start to click on the when they're settling. So instead of clicking on the going, you may start clicking sometimes when they're settling and with you. So you can look for those two parts. So if your horse is too goey, I would click when he gets to you and is slowing down and, and is bringing that energy down. For the horse that's slow, I definitely kick, click on the going. And even um, as you're getting better and they got a little clarity and now they're walking, you know, let's say 10 feet apart, sometimes as you start trotting backwards, the horse will start to bounce up and their energy will get a little bigger. And you can click that. Even if you have, and, and it may just be a phase where you click extra goey because you want to go back to the bringing it down for that extra energy horse and the other horse that you want to be going, you would continue clicking on things that are energy or at least moving and less of the coming to you because that is a downward transition. So I hope that makes sense. We, that, you know, if you click when they're coming down, you're going to get more coming down. If you click when they're moving at their peak, you're going to get more moving. So Different horses have different personalities or different goals have different needs. So depending on what you want them to be, I do find that I tend to want the horses to feel free to go in between. I feel like it's a little freedom in there. It's actually, actually too, a great tool for, um, if I have a horse with lots of energy, sometimes we'll start with some big giant A to B's back and forth. So the horse can kind of get some cantering and, out of his system and some bucks and twists in between the length of the arena. And then when they get to us, they can settle back down and then we can go, okay, now let's settle down and get back to work. But you give them a place to burn some of that energy, to let some of that steam off in a constructive way. You know, we've done it. And then it also can serve, frankly, as a reinforcer. So the horses that really like it, you can tell they love it. And so it's a huge reinforcer to say, let's go run back and forth. But at each end, you can slow it back down and say, okay, now we're going to work on, you know, preparing for injections, or we're going to work on lifting feet, or we're going to work on liberty leading or whatever piece you, you might also be working on. So I think the goal there is then to build it up until you can go further distance and further distance and where they will wait easily and they will go easily. And when you point, it's not, and pretty soon you shouldn't really have to walk as much. I tend to still, still, st still take a step in that direction, but it, it eventually you shouldn't necessarily need to do that or not. I always want to set them up for the most success I can. So I give them probably that as part of my cue, but that's my decision to do that. It's not a necessity. I could refine it back to just standing completely still. And frankly, I guess I do when it comes to free jumping. A lot of times I just send them. So those parts are for you to determine. But I think the, the next goal will be get it where they can go for a longer and longer distance. So they can go. And if you want more trotting in there, remember, click the up. Or when they're at the person, the, tr the person kind of trotting backwards will oftentimes liven them up. So if you have a horse who's not prone to trotting, I wouldn't go the big giant distance. 
at first. I would keep it shorter and look for them just to trot little bits till you can point them back and forth without the person having to back and create the trot. You could also use a verbal trot and see if that can help them to get the idea. But anyway, so it's a really fun exercise. And like I said, it's something you can do for like um, trailer loading where it let's say your horse doesn't like the trailer and then you can be at the base of the trailer and just doing A to B's till they're just going to the trailer and you're like the trailer has nothing to do with it and don't worry about that at first and then the next thing you know you know maybe next session you're just at the base of the trailer and then maybe you're in the trailer till they get the idea of going and approaching the trailer this way you have them actually approaching the trailer without them you know balking at that so if a horse is really troubled by that even the presence of the trailer Anyway, so there's lots of uses for that, and it's a really fun exercise, and I know that there's a lot of pieces to get sorted out there. This exercise can also be done with a stationary target. Well, that would be more for free jumping. I think for this one, the A to Bs, it really is great to get started with the two people because it's an equal draw to either side. Going to the stationary target, we talked about, I believe, in lesson four, and it is a great exercise you can do too, but having two live people who can both be working on either end is actually a different sensation and a different use. So uh, anyway, so there you go. And next, ex the next lesson, we're going to talk about turning this exercise into actually free jumping. So there's, there's that to look forward to if that sounds like something you'd like to do. And there you go. Okay. So I hope that helps you guys out. I hope that gives you some exercises and some more fun things to do with your horse. And you know what you could even do down the road is you could teach. Well, we'll get to that too, I guess. You could teach a retrieve and then they could carry the object from A to B. So that's another exercise I've done with the A to Bs, which is kind of fun. So you've got a lot of things you can do there. And that will take a little bit to get worked out. But once it gets sorted out, it really goes pretty fast. It's just the earliest part. There's a little bit of your confusion. Anyway, so you can listen to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast players. You can listen on the Horse Radio Network app on, on the Android or Apple. And you can just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it is really easy to use. So sometimes searching through and finding things is tougher than just going to an app where it's all lined up. And be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network because there are some really fun ones on there, different disciplines, some just different, lots and lots of great information for all of your horse interests. So go to www.horseradionetwork.com. And remember, if you need to learn more about me or what I'm doing, you can go to uh, www.on-target-training.com. And if you want to also see if there's a videos on my YouTube channel, they're not necessarily breaking down that doing the A to Bs, but I do teach some A to Bs on some of those things. So just watching may give you a better idea. Anyway, so it's been great. Nice to chat with you today. And until next time, enjoy getting your horse on target. Bye.